0: Hello, listener! You're listening to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends recap romance novels while snarking, joking, and loudly inserting ourselves into the narratives. Alright, I'm going to be super honest with you, y'all. This past week punched me right in the tit, and I couldn't read our Thanksgiving book in time. So, you not only get to snack on this encore of a listener-favorite Thanksgiving episode... But next week, you'll have fresh Thanksgiving content just in time to be nostalgic for the food coma you'll experience on Thursday. This, of course, goes out to all the American HBs. International HBs, stay just for the giggles. So, without further ado, here's Thanksgiving Groom by Brenda Minton. Oh, hello, Aaron, and happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>
1: happy, happy Thanksgiving, Melody, Melody, Melody. Actually, just saying it, we're recording this like, what, a week and a half out, two weeks out? I don't know, something like that. Yeah, it's a many it, out. The idea, I know that this is the Thanksgiving episode, but as soon as you said it, I was like, oh no! I know! <laughs> it's coming! Same. <laughs> How do I get cranberries from Instacart? <laughs> yes.
0: Indeed.
1: Uh,
0: so I have a many questions for you. Questions for me? I have Wait, so many no. questions.
1: No, 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 no. I said, are you excited to do episode? And then you said you were going to talk about it on the podcast. I want to first know why you're not excited to do episode. Because Melody, like yeah. a character from this book, would say, <laughs> there have been a lot of things weighing on my heart lately. <laughs> 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 I've just had this book on my heart. And I need yeah. to talk to you about it. I hear you. I'm so fucking psyched to talk about <laughs> this
0: book with you. So, so lay I it guess, on me. Listen, I guess I'm just nervous about talking about book. Yes. Because faith.
1: You're wrong, Melody. Like in
0: this book is important to so many people. And I no. I have had such a varied religious upbringing simply because my mom sort of insisted upon being a chameleon in every new place we lived. And so I don't really subscribe to a particular faith. And I also have gotten really, really burned by like quote unquote good Christians. I have not personally mm-hmm. had great experience with like the people that in my town were called church ladies, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. I, me and mine were not treated very well by those people So I don't do very well with inspirational romance because it just kind of makes me go all the time, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, I'm I'm worried that, listen, I have a lot of respect for everyone's faith, but I also cannot, I can't promise that like a little bit of disdain isn't going to come out because of the human factor of Christianity.
1: You do not need... To tie yourself in knots over this because I guarantee you that no one in this book is a good person. (laughs) They're not. They're so bad. No, no, like good Christian person who we love and respect would read this book and be like, those are role models. Yeah. That's who I want to be like and feel (laughs) that I am mirrored in this book. So by making fun of these, not even that hot dummies, I (sighs) don't. I don't feel like we would be disrespecting anyone um for their their faith and culture. That's true. But okay. I do I do come from a similar place. I was the only atheist in my high school and the cool kids were the Christian kids and it was a rough. Yeah. But I just don't feel like we're making fun of faith in this book. We're making yes, fun of people I, in I this book. I definitely
0: want to make that clear. I have a huge amount of respect. Like a friend of mine in high school decided she needed to go on a uh, like a spiritual journey to find where she fit. And I spent several months with her going to different churches of different denominations in our area so that mm-hmm. she could figure it out. And it was a really cool thing to do with her. And like I was really excited about doing anything I could to support her on that journey. And so anything i say during this episode is not undercutting
1: christianity as a whole i just hate these people so much meaning the characters in this (laughs) book the odds of me offending somebody okay here's the thing the odds of us getting emails about this episode Hi. Right. The odds of you being the person named in the email low. <laughs> so let that rest on your heart. Think <laughs> on that, sleep on that. And I think you're gonna feel a little better about it. Fair. Can I now ask you my list of questions? Okay, all right. Okay. Yes. I have
0: uh, so many questions regarding this book. No. One, what's the Alaskan socialite scene like, Erin? Oh <laughs> Next up. <laughs> Is heiress a self-referential term that
1: heiresses is? Oh, wait, you're ticking off all my list um, boxes here.
0: Is yeah. the love of a good woman or the rediscovery <laughs> of Jesus more important in healing a a wounded oh, man? No, no, is he a wounded man? Like I just I couldn't. No, that's it. what I'm saying. He is not a wounded man. There's nothing
1: wrong with this motherfucker other than he's surly, misogynistic, and a dick. <laughs> Who do you, who do you think was worse? Penelope or Tucker? They they're equally terrible. Because when you were texting <laughs> me it seemed like you really hated Tucker, but I really hated Penelope. <laughs> I hated her like them far both. more than him I hated her. Oh wow, I hated
0: her way more than I mean him way more than her, but I have two more questions for you. <laughs> okay? <laughs> the next one is how does an economy so small that it has a general <laughs> store that sells jeans also support a specialty Christmas store. Explain oh, that to how Melody. The
1: economy so small that the specialty <laughs> Christmas store is open. Need money so bad that they go in search of treasure. Oh, treasure, tre- to save
0: treasure, the
1: town.
0: <laughs> treasure. And my final question for you, Aaron, yes. is what? Tribe was it?
1: (laughs) What tribe was it? What What tribe tribe was it? it? These assholes! Oh my god, these people suck. We'll get there when we get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. (laughs) I
0: I have many things to say about that alone. So we're gonna get there. Okay. Okay. So we've got Penelope. Penelope Lear. She is not of the Lear jet fortune, but she is an heiress because her dad went
1: from like. Oil to tourism or something. Yes, her ancestors bought the land that had the Alaskan gold and oil in it. Both of them together, oily gold, oily Just gold, golden Just swimming oil, women and oil. Yeah, but he saw he the the ancestor or his grandson uh, some somewhere in that family tree. Somebody was like, "Well, we this isn't forever. These right. are finite resources. We should invest in tourism." So they've got all three alaskan things they've got the oil the gold and the tourism like all the that, all that's left is they could go like buy all the whales and then they would have everything in alaska
0: which makes uh our girlfriend penelope like oh the God. highest ranking socialite in the heiress world of anchorage alaska let's, listen
1: let's talk about the anchorage <laughs> alaska social, social scene. scene yeah it is so fucking cutthroat here I for did, a young woman. Um, <laughs> I did Google
0: I, Alaskan socialite and all I got was a little thing called oil men's wives club or something. Like a housewives thing? No, they had to rebrand because they didn't want to be confused with ah, the housewives. Yes.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll tell you this. Um there are a lot of very rich people in and around Anchorage, and I'm sure that those ladies and other ladies in Anchorage are extremely wealthy. And you will find, uh, you know, like ten million dollar homes in Anchorage. There are there are very very rich people here, even okay. more than ten million dollars. But the heiress scene, like the the like socialite scene,
0: the manicure pedicure clubbing scene. Is what yeah, I was led I don't, to
1: believe. There's like four clubs. There's like <laughs> three, quote unquote, fancy restaurant. Like it's just small. Yeah. How, how much of a scene could there be? And even if there were, there are several times in this book where people see her and immediately they're like, "That's Penelope Lear." And yeah. It's like, no, we wouldn't know. Like, maybe her dad, if he's like the president of the oil company and he had like commercials on TV or something, s- somebody might recognize the dad or like the, uh-huh. you know, but
0: not the daughter. Like, what from Paparazzi? She, like, she makes a funny joke, and I'm saying that in air quotes, listener, about how there's an heiress quarterly magazine. And like yeah. I am shocked this author didn't try that on us. <laughs> because she tried so many other things. Oh that yeah. Did not.
1: No. So there are very rich people here. Um, but there it's there's not, not
0: like a 400 of Anchorage, Alaska.
1: No. There there's is no not.
0: coming out fucking balls. Yeah,
1: no. Mm. I mean, I guess we have a beauty pageant. We have like Mr. and Mrs. Fur every year, fur trapper, <laughs> <laughs> fur trapper queen. <laughs> Maybe it's that. Oh, it's perfect. I don't know.
0: Anyway, Penelope Lear has crashed her Jeep because oh she God. has recently found Faith and has decided that she knows exactly where this treasure okay.
1: of Treasure Creek is. Let's lay out the chronology of what has happened because... Okay, you're right. When we meet Penelope, she's trudging through the wilderness in November in Alaska. At right. night, question mark, dim almost night here's what has done happen to penelope and this is book seven in a in an inspirational romance series so i'm i'm guessing penelope has been introduced in other books and we saw some of this journey yeah i
0: will say from uh from like a project slash publishing standpoint it's kind of a cool concept because it's a it's a series surrounding treasure creek or whatever but each book is written by a different author and that's kind of neat I don't. See I didn't that much. know that
1: they were all written by different authors. That's yeah. kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, actually, knowing that, I might go ahead and read the Christmas one because I want to S- know what's in that thing. Not a single way. <laughs> I want to know what's in it. Single. So, way.
0: okay. Um, I'm sorry. That's called she, the Law Man's
1: Christmas Wish nope, by Linda never mind, Goodnight. Nope. Immediately deterred. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Penelope Lear was being set up with eligible bachelors by her father. Because she is an heiress and he wanted her to settle down with a man who's worthy of their family name, name and reputation and money bags and all the things. And
0: Penelope does not want to be a worthless, dead eyed, <coughs> rich woman with the manicures and pedicures and facials mm-hmm. who doesn't spend any time with her husband because he's more worried about business than mm-hmm. her downstairs parts
1: <laughs> and <laughs> no her heart parts <laughs> downstairs parts are not part of this book how no, dare you not. talk about penelope that way it's no, all hard not i don't even think like all- she, she wants a man who knows her for who i was gonna say who she is but like the vision of no the person who, who she, she wants is. to be yeah. Yeah. so she saw a magazine that has an article about this town treasure creek that has all of these eligible bachelors uh-huh. and this fantastic church and is is a failing town that's looking for treasure. And this is the concept of the whole series as women are flocking to this town with all these handsome men to go for snatch men's. them all up. Yeah. But she wants to go kind of to find love, but mostly to find herself. Yes. But
0: mostly to find love. She wants to find
1: herself. Through the love of a rugged man. Yeah. She wants to find an authentic person. A rough around and the And then edges. make herself authentic. Calluses on his hands. Guys. Listen. Flannel. Hey. Listen, HBs. This is real talk. This is real advice. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah. Okay? Okay. Whoever you are right now... Is the person that you're going to be once you move to a new place? I swear to you, from someone who has moved to a lot of new places, and every time thought, this is a new lease on life. I'm I'm gonna talk less. I'm gonna be a mysterious lady. I'm gonna (laughs) lose all this weight. I'm gonna like all this like crazy. You're Uh gonna be exactly the person you are now just in another place. It's true. And if you're looking to be like, I'm going to move to a small town in Alaska, and that I'm going to be more of an authentic person. Like, no, uh, it's just, it's just going to be shittier there. You're going to be yourself. It's, it's just going to be a harder existence. That's all. Yeah. So anyway, so she goes out there, and she is in Treasure Creek for like, what, a week? One week. And she... Finds God in the in right. one week. Right, goes to this church, sees everybody singing, and is just like, "Oh my gosh, this is incredible! Yeah. I have found faith." Right. Great, good for her. Yeah, also Very cool. sees sees the treasure map,
0: glances at a treasure glances. map that is being shown to another
1: human. Right, on in like a different direction, takes a picture with her photogenic memory, <laughs> and then is like. I'm going to get that treasure. I got it. She saw a rock that looked like the rock on the treasure map when she was on a guided hike one time.
0: Yeah. So she doesn't tell anybody. She orders herself up a Jeep from a rental car company, Mm -hmm. packs a bag with just a change of clothes in it, and then sets off onto the wilderness roads. She almost hits a deer Mm -hmm. and uh, instead swerves into a ditch.
1: Wait, did it say she almost hit a deer? Yeah, I think so. We don't have deers. What? There's, we don't have deers. <laughs> okay. If we have deers, there's not a lot of them. I've almost hit wow. like five mooses, but not not any deers.
0: Yeah. In the first three pages or so, we find out that she's attempting to get to wherever she can from the road that she has left and gone into the forest,
1: right? Keep in mind, November.
0: November. Yeah, dark AF. Maybe snow anytime. Cold. Much Very snow. Very cold. cold.
1: I tried to shovel my driveway yesterday and I gave up. I was like, you have to do it, David. I'm too sleepy. I can't do it. <laughs> nice. That's how much snow we already have.
0: Oh my god, kill me. It says, "At least she thought she was looking west. She had a compass in her bag, but she didn't know how to use a
1: compass." <laughs> my god. <laughs> <laughs> So she drives her jeep to just a random place <laughs> that she's crashed, and then thinks to herself, based on nothing, nothing, that she has to go due south, and then just starts walking in a direction that she has no idea if it's south because also in Alaska you can't depend on the sun because it just goes in a fucking circle. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know what did she think? What did she think she was also, doing? How do you
0: use a map if you don't know what direction you're going in?
1: Exactly. Here's the thing. I have taken land nav five to seven times in the Army. And every time they give a class, this is a saddle. This is a hill. This is a smurfer. You know, like Uh all the different things (laughs) on the map and how to recognize them on the topographical lines and stuff. Every time I'm like, I know this. I've known it for eight years or whatever that i've i've been in the army every time i start walking i'm like is hill (laughs) like is is that like every single time it is reading a map in the wilderness is legit so hard and every time i say that to david he makes fun of me but it really is it sounds really
0: fucking hard there's no street to recognize
1: yeah so there is it's no not grid. Only that She doesn't have a compass. <laughs> she does not have the training to know like what stuff is on the map either. She's she doesn't ha- have a trail. She's just out there. So she walks for hours, hours, hours. She doesn't
0: walk on the road where another person might drive by. She just goes into oh the God. wilderness and walks for hours. Bitch doesn't know how to use a compass. So
1: does She's not walking. know She's walking. how to use a compass. At some point, she thinks to herself, she needed a map. She knew how to read a map, and it's like, later we learn she has this photographic memory, so she has a map in her brain parts, but she's not thinking, I should have learned how to use a compass. She's thinking, I wish I would have printed out that map.
0: How do you orient the map in a wilderness without, like, one-way streets and street signs and a grid thing? Oh, God.
1: So she... Here, I have to read... I. Okay. The way that I read this book is I highlighted passages that I needed to say something about. Please, this could be a four-hour podcast, but there are a lot of things I need to say. Same. She picked her way along the trail that grew narrower as she walked, and it didn't look like the path most taken. It looked like a forgotten trail to nowhere. My note here was: turn the fuck around. If you find yourself the road in the wilderness and you're like i've been going straight for Mm. so long from the road and i'm so lost what do i do i'm never gonna find the treasure and it's november in fucking alaska and it's dark yeah turn around and just go the way that you came and eventually you'll hit the road like even if you're kind of like at an angle you're gonna hit that road at some point she keep walking away From the road. What does she think she's going to hit? The ocean? Thank you. And why
0: does she keep on taking, like, these little tiny trails that are obviously animal
1: trails? They're goat trails. They're for goats, you (laughs) bitch. Like, I don't. At one point, she sees the goat that made the trail. (laughs) And she just keeps going. Or wait, is it a sheep? No, it's a goat. I don't know. No, no, no. It's a goat. (sighs) Erin. Then she starts thinking, she starts getting scared, and she thinks, What if Bigfoot was real and not a legend, bitch? I would much rather encounter a Bigfoot, a humanoid Bigfoot in the wild than a bear or a moose or hypothermia, which at this point is inevitable with all your cotton clothes and your It's Night in Alaska and I don't know where I am. Yeah. I mean, plus, you know, Bigfoots are gentle and well hung, you know? That's how I... And and all gay. And I, <laughs> every and Bigfoot yeah. I've read a book about has been hella gay and hella yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Um also we're not in the Bigfoot's region. Like actual Bigfoot are down in the the Washington Oregon area That's I think. True. I don't even think their territory is Alaska. Like I don't yeah, think anyone think has that ever that been as spotted
0: a Anchorogian, She would know that Bigfoot's aren't really a thing there. No, I think we're in I? like Yeti territory. Yeah, that I would think. make more sense. Yeah, more arctic. Yeah. Anyway, right, okay. I'm getting
1: more and more nervous that we do have deers. But I've never <laughs> seen one. I don't think we I do. actually,
0: no, I Googled deer and it wasn't in there. So it was something else. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was something else she swerved to miss. All right. So she's there thinking to herself, here I am. I'm going to prove myself to my family who only thinks I'm good for spa. Like days her family and charity would give a functions. fuck if she
1: found treasure. Like her family right. would care at all. I know. Oh, wait. Wait. No, I'm sorry. This is important. Yeah. Tell me everything. She's in this poor town that's struggling and the town is so poor and struggling and she's found God there and she wants to stay there and find a man. Mm -hmm. And she thinks I have to help this town. Mm -hmm. She's an heiress. She doesn't. Yeah. She doesn't get her dad to build a resort there so that it becomes a destination. Wait for that. Put a pin in that shit. Yeah. 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 She, She doesn't say here's money. Right. Go save the town. She tries to find the treasure herself. Like, there's never a discussion of, like, I could just give money to town. uh uh-uh. To help town. Nope. Never. She never thinks about that. There's no,
0: like, I know how to run a, a real great charity function. I'm going to charity function this Ooh. town back into sustainability. Go back to Anchorage. Raise some money. <laughs> Have a gala. No, Erin, she's going to find that mythical treasure that possibly doesn't exist and if it does is probably a fucking bible i'm
1: calling it oh it is i'm calling it it's definitely gonna be an old bible
0: i think it's gonna be a a godly you guys spoilers they
1: find the they find the treasure yeah. But they're not, they don't open it until after this book. So we don't, they don't know what it is. they don't open it until the next book. That's exactly, because I was like, there's no way it's money. There's no, no. way it's anything valuable. It's something that's valuable to like the hearts. Yep. <sighs> it is a Bible. That's what it is. <laughs> I was thinking it would be like letters. Yeah. Or, you know, like, but, you know, something that's emotionally valuable. And it might be that. I just think it's a Bible. No, it's 100% definitely <laughs> a Bible. <laughs> Now I don't need to read the lawman's widow or whatever. Nope, I did it
0: for you. There you go. Okay, wait. I have to read one passage for later. Okay. Penelope stopped to brush stray tears from her cheeks. It was getting cold and she'd have to find shelter soon. And she could do that. She'd watch those survivor guys on TV. She had matches. She had food, water, and a rain poncho. Little children survived in the mountains. Surely she could too. She could even fish. She'd done that on the guided tour she'd taken a couple of days after (gasps) getting to Treasure Creek. What? I missed it. But no, but one little problem, no fishing pole this time. (laughs) Put a pin in that,
1: motherfuckers. (laughs) Put a pin in that one. But also, like, okay, you're legit lost in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. You know what a fishing pole is. Like, you can make a fishing (laughs) pole. (laughs) Like of the things that you could make, Uh fishing pole is probably the easiest one. (laughs) But also, like you you guys, if you're lost in the wilderness, food is a tertiary need. Like you you need you need need shelter number one, and then then you need water, and then you you can go thirty days without food. I'm probably preaching to the choir. We have a lot of wilderness experts, it seems, in the, the HB crowd. But food is not number one. Shelter is number one. Right. All right. So she
0: does encounter this bear. And she's a scrambling back and crying Ah. and screaming and and takes off her backpack somehow. I don't know. And then all of a sudden, a burly man is burlying around. He's like hunting, quote unquote.
1: He's just walking in the wilderness. Trying
0: to ignore his his weary, broken heart.
1: Yeah. And she sees him. And she says, is that that lost lawyer? <laughs>
0: That's
1: crazy.
0: Is that that lost lawyer, Tucker Lawson? Are you shitting oh, God. me right now? I, I
1: didn't notice that his <laughs> last name was Lawson <laughs> and he's the lawyer. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. Ugh. Also, I hear here's probably why I hated Tucker so much in addition to his just objective terribleness. Okay. Mm-hmm. My favorite horse was named Tucker.
1: Oh, God. And it made
0: me really angry (laughs) that somebody with the name Tucker was so shitty because he was so good down to his soul and his beautiful golden eyes. And he was so loyal and he was so gentle and sweet, my Tucker. How dare anybody use his name for evil? If
1: you had to marry one tucker lawson or your horse tucker my horse. which
0: one <laughs> are you shitting me my horse without
1: even blinking i'm not marrying this misogynist god he sucks so she sees him she here's what she knows about him is that there was this big fancy lawyer from seattle who Seattle's. came to treasure creek because right. the people in the town were talking about this when she was there for a week He came to Treasure Creek to bury his father who had died. Yeah. And then he took off in his small plane because he's a pilot and then crashed it somewhere in the wilderness. And now there's been... Nobody's been able
0: to find him for months. Search
1: parties and search parties and search parties put a pin in that. Do we ever hear about plane crash and heroic Mm -hmm. survival story of Tucker Lawson? No. No. We only hear about, like, what's happened since. And I just feel like... That's a whole story. Like, I crashed my plane. Like, you can't have no injuries after a crashed plane in the well, wilderness. Aaron, Aaron, I'm sorry.
0: Did you not hear that he crashed in the lake? Yeah, yes.
1: <laughs> I did hear that.
0: In fact, that can be much scarier to crash in the lake. I hear you. Yeah. Anyway. No, but Tucker won't open up to her because he refuses to give her any of his time or energy.
1: He finds her, she's getting attacked kind of by the bear, and not he really. swoops in and he, he picks lifts her up, up over his shoulder like a enemy. sack of potatoes. Melody, yes. Why Tucker pick up woman? Why? <laughs> <laughs> because we later learn that she has twisted her ankle, but I don't think Tucker could have known that in any no. way. So he just starts carrying her, which is like not being carried by another person is not the best way. That's it's not the not fastest, fastest way to get I'll away from that a Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, okay. Listen, here is what he thinks about women's. Hit me with it. Th- I'm actually going to read you a romantic passage. I'm actually going to read you <laughs> a passage that's supposed to be, ooh, he like her. But I personally think it tells you more about what a misogynist he is than anything else. Mm-hmm. So, it says, great, that's what he needed. Not just any female, but a crazy mm. one. A mm-hmm. crazy female with eyes the color of the sky and blonde hair tangling around the face of a Norwegian princess. Why crazy? I mean, I think in his defense, very recently, she might have said, leave me here, I can take
1: care of myself. That is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, there are some times where Tucker is like so mean and so misogynist toward Penelope that I'm so on Tucker's side and I'm just like, (laughs) yeah, well, you know, I wouldn't have said that about all women, but if this is your sample set. I know. Because she's very like, put me down. I can take care of myself because she's trying to prove to herself and everyone that she is a strong person and she can survive in the wilderness, which like objectively she can't. And that's fine. She's doing terribly. You guys, survival in wilderness is not a very good barometer for like, if you're a good, strong person and more than an heiress. Like, more than an heiress and survival in the wilderness, Venn diagram has a very slight overlap. There's a lot (laughs) of other stuff out there that you can do. Yeah. It's very strange.
0: Yeah, so anyway, he's like, I'm taking you to this cabin that I've been staying at. Cool, cool, cool. And she's like, you're Tucker Lawson, the lost lawyer. And it says in her inner in monologue, he was so handsome. He made her mouth water a little. The a little The way bit. it
1: watered when she looked at a yummy dessert. Okay, I have like a few things to say in rapid succession here, please. He also immediately recognizes her as Penelope Lear, the socialite. Yeah, I mean, Um, he has a good reason for it, but, well, does he? Okay. (laughs) Because he recognizes her, but he is a lawyer who lives in Seattle. Right. He has a law practice in Seattle.
0: Okay. I had this same thought, I
1: think. And he talks about how Penelope's dad reached out to him as a possible candidate to marry Penelope. Mm -hmm. And we later find out that he's a DUI lawyer. In Seattle. Yeah. It's so like, what is... What's his name, Mr. Lear? Herman. Herman,
0: Herman Lear. Lear.
1: Richest man in Alaska. Yeah, what? What is he doing reaching out to... And I'm not disparaging it. It's a great profession. DUI lawyers in Seattle. <laughs> yeah. It just like, doesn't uh, seem like, because she talks about how he's like reaching out to all these like Titans of industry to like marry her. Right. It makes no fucking sense.
0: Especially since he's like self-made, he says. Uh, Turns out his dad, you know, we told you that he was like a fisherman in treasure Creek or whatever. So he and his dad had a falling out because he moved away to Seattle to find his mom, live with his mom. I don't... It never said... He never goes into the details about his mom, other than he has Mm. serious mommy issues and abandonment issues that he needs years of therapy for, and not good pussy and a tiny bit of Bible. (laughs)
1: Like, that's not going to fix it, my dude. Oh, God. I wish you guys could have seen Melody for that one. That was a great... Wow. You won the debate on that one.
0: (laughs) So... Like, yeah, what what are his requirements for pawning his daughter off on a stranger who
1: works too much? Well, and so I don't think that Seattle DUI lawyers know what Anchorage socialites look like, even if they did exist. Yeah. So did Herman reach out to Tucker and then Tucker, like, did a Google and was like, nah, like, because I feel like if a strange man from Alaska called me and said, would you mind marrying my son? I'm just reaching out to all the lawyers in right. Seattle to see <laughs> if maybe one of you would marry my son. That, I don't Google it. I don't no. Google it. I just say, no, thank you, sir. Keep walking. Yep. But he clearly, he had to, because he's he recognizes her. And you guys, this is in today times. When I chose yeah, this book, I assumed that it happened in like 1850 because <laughs> Anchorage socialite, <laughs> Anchorage socialite and treasure
0: <laughs> but no also I'm sorry I don't remember the context but they talk about Smokey Bear but they say Smokey the Bear fuck you no any self-respecting outdoor person knows that it is Smokey Bear Smoky Bear his name is
1: Smokey Bear he is first not name Smokey, Smokey the Bear last his last name, bear. name is Bear accurate <laughs> thank you Alright, there are a few other things I need to talk about. Wow, chapter two is where I'm at. Yep. He um, <laughs> sees her, and he says to himself, but we've covered a lot of ground, okay? We we've have. covered we a have. lot of setup ground. He says to himself, a woman in the middle of nowhere, how in the world had a woman gotten out here? You're out here. So, I don't know. The same way as you. Feet. <laughs> He's like, Treasure Creek so far. Like, yeah, you're here. Like, right. I don't understand. Maybe she flew her own plane, asshole. Also, a woman is here that far? <laughs> because all distances
0: in this book make not a lick of sense. And we will yeah. get to it, but I don't think it's actually that far it's supposed no. to be like 20 miles as the crow flies or whatever i almost said as the bee bumbles mm-hmm. glad i didn't say
1: that though. <laughs> <That's> a great <laughs> phrase but <laughs> again you, you guys are foreign language speaking hbs who are english as a second language hbs have been very confused by some of our phrases <laughs> <laughs> <That's true. laughs>
0: It's true. We should not
1: be uh, the beacons of vernacular. No, do not hear us say a phrase and and write that down and say, "Oh, a new English phrase I can try out," because (laughs) it's nonsense. Also, he says to her, she's chatting on the trail, and he says, "Oh, good." He said, "Yes, oh, good. We're on, we're on the trail." (laughs) He says to her, "Do you think you could be quiet?" I really wouldn't want to come into contact with the mother of that bear cub because he says that's a cub that had attacked her. She says it's full-grown bear. It doesn't doesn't matter. Nobody cares, guys. If you are in bear country and you, you should are bear aware, noise. you should be making noise. If you make are with a chattering noises. woman who won't shut up, that is the best bear bell that you can have, yeah. and he should be thanking her for singing her stupid little songs and saying her stupid little things.
0: Yep, absolutely. Thank you for pointing that out. Also. You're um, when they get to the cabin, he says to himself, "He says this place was his haven, and now he had to share it with a screeching, high
1: maintenance <clears throat> female. Yep. Mm-hmm. Boy, he is a treat." Yeah. <sighs> she tells him on the trail that his best friends, Gage and Jake. Jake yes, okay, that sounds right. Are does, looking uh-huh. for him, and he's he's still like for days is like i'm not ready to return because of his emotional problems but i just want you to understand listener i <laughs> <laughs> i guess i'm gonna do this now okay these are not good people no tucker is a is a selfish bad person yes and the reason i know that is that if you are lost in the wilderness mm-hmm. for an amount of time, whether that amount of time is 5 minutes or 5 years, uh-huh. the only thing that you're thinking about is how worried everybody is about you. Yeah. Because if you if you're lost and you can't contact home and you know that you're okay. Yeah. And you have parents or you have friends or you have, you know, whatever who's searching for you, that's yep. all you're thinking about is how much pain you're causing the people who you love and the fact that he hasn't even thought about that he says he he like left a a note eyelash he says he left a note somewhere or something it's like Mm -hmm. no no if you leave a note that you're gonna go fly your plane and then you're gone for three months bro like you're causing a lot of pain a lot Mm -hmm. he does not give a fuck and neither does she No, she he keeps on being like, ugh! I can't believe this
0: stupid Mm -hmm. woman is forcing me to go back to the real world. And no matter how many times she tells him, they're still sending out search parties for you with the hope that you're okay, or I don't know, to find your
1: remains so they can give you a Christian burial. He's just like, ugh. And also, you know who's footing the bill for that shit? Oh my god, Treasure Creek. The struggling town. Yeah. Yeah. And like later when he gets back and the cops like, I want to talk to you about some stuff. You know who's going to be footing the bill for that? Tucker yeah. Lawson. Yeah. Because when you go purposefully lose yourself in the wilderness and you know that search parties are going on and you don't do anything to stop it, guess who's going to sue you? Yeah. The city or the state or whoever sent helicopters out to go mm-hmm. find you. As, As they, they should. Know. Or, yeah, if you're stupid and the state has to spend money finding you, they're going to send you a bill. Okay. Other weird things that happen in <laughs> chapter two.
0: Yes. They're like tending to her ankle on the couch, and he's like, well, you're going to be you're gonna be stuck here for a little while, at least until your ankle here heals. And she goes, I can't be stuck here. I have to. Brows arched. I have to <laughs> what? She sank back onto the couch because it was no use. She had to find a husband who would love her. And yeah. then a couple of pages later, somebody throws an ace bandage at him because also there's an older couple called Wilma and Clark, and they're living uh-huh. at this tiny cabin, too. And so Wilma is sort of playing matchmaker, and she throws an ace bandage at him to, so that he can wrap her ankle up. And he goes, he thought to himself, he didn't want to touch the foot of an heiress. Mm-hmm. What
1: is that? Yeah, I had that highlighted, too, the I have to, have to what passage. Uh Uh-huh. But she says that she wants to find a husband who will love her, like you said. it says, cynical eyes didn't want to hear about love, about a father who thought he could pick the perfect mate for his daughter. It sounded positively Victorian when she'd said it out loud. Her friends had laughed and laughed when they'd heard. And when I first read that, I thought she was talking about her weird search for a husband in the wilderness of Alaska. yeah. I don't know if she actually means that her father's like setting her up with people. No, she mentions arranged marriages
0: like a lot in the book. So I think that's what it is. Like, you know, the joining of two powerful families as what is quote unquote Victorian. Although apparently he's scraping the bottom of the barrel now, right? With DUI lawyers. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> which again know. is a noble profession and yes. we will fucking get there. But yes. Not the guys I thought he was reaching out. I thought he would be at least reaching out to other Alaskans. Yeah.
0: Oh hey HBs. I don't know if you've heard, but we have a Patreon. For as little as $5 a month, you get over 150 bonus episodes, most of which include Erin, videos of regular episodes, author hangouts, and so much more. Do you want to hear Erin and I recap every single episode of Crash Landing on you? What about a little film called Psycho Stripper? Do you want more recaps of ridiculous Thanksgiving and other holiday books and movies? And how do you feel about Naima Simone and I recapping amazing reality TV? All of that and more is on the Patreon. There's so much content at your fingertips as soon as you sign up. Seriously, hours and hours. Anyway, it's patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast if you want to check it out. And of course, that link is in the show notes. Keep being
1: a badass. Okay, three paragraphs later, they're doing the ace bandage thing, and somebody says out loud in Alaska in November, if we had ice, we'd ice it down. Are you shitting me? I missed that. If we had ice, we'd ice it down. (laughs) He touched the darkened flesh and she squeezed her eyes closed. (laughs) All right.
0: Okay. Then the next day, so she goes to sleep and and when she wakes up, she sees the guys like, I don't know, somebody's chopping wood, but we don't even get to experience it in like an enjoyable, (laughs) look at that manly man chop wood way. What, Eric? Bing, bing, bong, bing, bong. Yeah.
1: Bird click. (laughs) there's another bear passage that i want to point out in case anyone ever reads this book it says something he's he thinks something about how the bear wasn't a grizzly so it wouldn't have eaten her and many Mm. people get eaten by black bears every year it's rare but it does happen so just be bear aware everybody and don't think that only grizzlies will be dangerous to you because that's not true
0: yeah sing your christmas carols Beat sticks together. Be bear aware when be bear you're bear out aware. Okay. in the Alaskan wilderness. Okay. Okay. So I then, just don't
1: want inaccurate safety information to I be hear put you. out. Also, if you're in Alaska in November and you don't have any ice to ice your ankle, you can Go use outside. the fucking snow and ice that's <laughs> <if> outside.
0: <laughs> okay. So then the next day she gets up and Tucker listen, this is such a red herring bullshit, but Tucker's like, <laughs> there are some boot prints outside the house that aren't our boot prints. There's a, somebody who's a snooping. And mm-hmm. there are snoops. And
1: it's like, cool, man. And nice you know what? work. He doesn't think, how did they get out here? No! Because they're men's boot prints. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's he just assumed they Aaron. had legs or transportation. <laughs>
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> so then she comes out with a fishing pole and she says, she hobbles over with a crutch. And she says, do you think we'll catch fish for dinner? He handed her mm-hmm. to the pole. We can try. What do I do? He laughed. Mm-hmm. Cast your line into the water. You say cast? Like I should know what that is. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you took a fishing class. just learn how to fish. <laughs> he took a class. He took a class.
1: <laughs> so he mad at her. her. Remember when you thought to yourself, I know how to fish because I took that glass. I wish I had a fishing pole. Now you have
0: one, you asshole. Yeah. Anyway, so she fishes and he helps her and he does the arms around her and the snoogling up on her neck parts and the whispering in her ear yeah. and all this stupid shit that happens when people teach each other how to fish or play pool or... Yes, Erin, your hand is up.
1: I have a lot of other things to say. <laughs> that are before the fishing and I'm sorry the morning before they go fishing she sees Tucker outside yeah. with an axe uh-huh. chopping wood and at every stage of the chopping wood she thinks what is he doing <laughs> <laughs> he puts, it's like he puts the wood on the stump cool. and she's like what Why could, could be? it be <laughs> He's, like and then like him swinging it like she's just like totally and then like finally when the axe connects with the log and splits yeah. it in half she's like Oh, for firewood, we will need firewood because there's no water or electricity (laughs) or heat in this cabin. (laughs) Additionally, if you are in a cabin in the backwoods of Schmurfer, Alaska, wherever, with no water, no electricity, and no heat, if you're in that Mm -hmm. kind of cabin, guess what you're not going to find? A wooden crutch in the attic. Yeah. You know what it doesn't have? An, an attic, attic. <laughs> there's no attic <laughs> and why would there just be a random fucking crutch up there there's nothing in this cabin i i'm certain which brings me to how did Wilma and clark get out there with food and provisions for months i agree yeah i agree apparently there's a pilot who just keeps dropping
0: supplies and nobody oh, thought I to missed, themselves. i missed that no well but nobody fucking thought to themselves let's alert the pilot to let treasure creek know that the missing man is fine oh
1: god they couldn't even do that much. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I didn't even. <laughs> God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I missed where there had been supplies dropped. So I thought the author just was like, it's magic. They just no, have food. This whole cabin like
0: oh experience is crazy because there's like four rooms. There's a whole staircase. There's like an upstairs and a downstairs and an attic. I'm surprised this mansion doesn't have a basement for no reason. <laughs> it's banana town bonkers. So he is like so impressed, and if he had a penis in this book, he would be hard <laughs> if he
1: over had a penis. It would he be hard have over a penis.
0: fishing. Yeah, it's true. He doesn't have one though. While they're fishing, he
1: says that she's running from something, and she says, "No, I'm not running from anything." But she looked away as if maybe she was. <laughs> So fucking funny! Oh, the head hopping in this book is paragraph by paragraph, and they do not. There's no like break at all. No, there's just no alerting the reader. Yeah, there's no alerting the reader that now we're with her or with him. It's paragraph by paragraph. mm -hmm. It's it's rough knowing who you're who you're with.
0: Yeah, it was very jarring at first. I got used to it, but yeah, yikes! It was rough. She keeps on saying things like, "Oh." Are we sharing our secrets as to, like, why we're each out here? And he ca- keeps on being like, no, get out of my brain, you stupid woman. <laughs> and uh, and then she'll be like, oh, is it because you have me pegged under the stereotypical
1: heading of brainless heiress? She's constantly like, I left Anchorage to get away from men like you. And yeah. <laughs> he's very like, um, you're dumb and stupid. And she's like, you think I'm dumb and stupid. And, like, they just keep going in that circle. And let me
0: tell you listener my biggest my biggest qualm about this book is that it should have been a novella because it's the same internal quote-unquote conflict for the entire book it keeps on happening over and over again the author tries to turn this into like a friendship situation but he just like can't help himself to but neg her and tell her how stupid she is at mm-hmm. every turn okay Oh, did you run from grief or something else? She smiled back at him. A broken heart. I'm not playing this game because there was something sweet and refreshing about her. And he didn't (laughs) want to ruin it with the nightmares that had plagued him for months.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but we know from his head that the deal with his father is that he had this like conflict you kind of talked about that they never really explained with his dad where he hadn't talked to him in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And then his dad was dying, and he didn't get back in time to say goodbye. And then he found out <laughs> that his dad could have been saved I'm so by... sorry. <laughs> Why are you laughing so hard? <laughs>
0: <laughs> because it's like, there's a relatable thing,
1: uh-huh. Arthur.
0: Your dad is dying. You don't make it back in time. That mm-hmm. is like a relatable everyday oh, yes. occurrence. Mm-hmm. But then she had to throw in... That the dad could have been saved yeah. with a bone marrow transplant, but was too proud to reach out to his only blood relation.
1: Yeah. yeah. Why? Well, he had reached out to him. It's just that Tucker hadn't called him back in so long. Oh, I cannot believe that's what happened. You leave a
0: message that says, hey, bud need your bone marrow i know i to haven't die talked L-O-O. to you in
1: five years but i do need the, that sweet marrow from your bones <laughs> I, <do.
0: laughs> I, need I just to need... <laughs> suck out that marrow and put it in me i just need the tiniest spinal tap that's uh-huh. all and then like his whole thing with his mom is that god he hates
1: she, oh he hates his he hates women he hates women because of his mom mm-hmm. yeah so like she i'm surprised you didn't become a serial killer with how much he hates his mom agreed well i guess there's still time
0: She runs away because materialism and uh, wanting more out of her life and the fact that women can only get that by dicking down men in this universe. Mm -hmm. And so she leaves while he's at school one day, apparently, like leaves a note question mark. Later on, he totally shames his mom in his brain by being like, yeah, she had gotten the country club and the lifestyle. Took three husbands to do it, but forever mm-hmm. was never in her vocabulary. Right,
1: yeah. And I'm like,
0: uh-huh. yeah, because marriages fall apart because of one party all the time. You dickhead.
1: Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah, I think he he was just, I, I think this whole book, he's trying to avoid Penelope because she's like his mother in his eyes, and she's trying to avoid him because he's like her father in her eyes, and that's the whole conflict. Right, right, Totally. Okay, I need you to explain
0: this passage to me real quick. Can't wait. It says, If an heiress wasn't bad enough, make her an heiress wanting to be normal, the type mm. who kicked off the get glass slipper and refused to kiss the handsome prince. The handsome prince, thought, made him a little uncomfortable because just thinking about her as Cinderella made him envision himself as the prince she might kiss. Hmm. So, like... In this universe, Cinderella was an heiress. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't. It didn't even occur to me. It didn't even occur to me. It was so buried in other bullshit. I didn't even see. It. Even when you read it to me, I didn't hear it. It was, it was so good. I love it so much. <laughs> you're right that's stupid (laughs) what can i read you something please i would love that (laughs) okay she said she's telling him about her silly plan to go get the treasure because the people of treasure creek needed that treasure and she wanted to do that for them (laughs) again she has lots of money and things even if her dad didn't want to give money to treasure creek she has Uh jewels she has furs she she has has whatever. Just fund out the wazoo yeah not none of that she's gonna go find but anyway that i I digress he says you seriously have a photographic memory she says i seriously do and i have a degree in economics he opened his mouth but what did he say to this revelation shocked speechless she says (laughs) and i just said compass (laughs) That's all like, That's all I can think of every time she's like I know karate and I know economics and I know things. I'm like but you couldn't google <laughs> compass before you set out on your you bought one. That's the other thing. She had a compass. She, that bought, she bought, bought one at the general store and then didn't say you know how to use this bad boy before she <laughs> set out on her adventure. <laughs> And nothing she can do will will shake that image for me. I hear you. Then she talks to him about how much she loves Treasure Creek and yeah. how great it was to be there. And he says, I see. And she says, do you? Do you understand how wonderful it was to eat in a diner and not be recognized? Oh, my God. I checked into the inn and the clerk gave me a room with a view of the building next door. It was wonderful. This implies that she has... Some kind of paparazzi situation? I was going to ask
0: you about the paparazzi in Anchorage. It's. How much are you plagued by the paparazzi of Anchorage, Alaska? As one of the
1: most, (laughs) and I don't say this lightly, powerful lawyers in Alaska, um, I hear you. I am followed like you wouldn't believe by those. flashy and it's alaska so it's it's the right it's the cameras with the big flash bulbs because we haven't got, really gotten there for the digital stuff yet and it's I know. horrible it's blinding and every time i check into our one of our five hotels <laughs> they give me the the room with the viewiest view oh and i don't even view? have to ask for it it's just Ugh. it's crazy and again she talks about how they they wear the 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 men that her dad wanted to pair her up with like parade their wives around in evening gowns and jewels and then like leave them alone at night. And it's like where? Where I, I literally, Melody, there's nowhere, there's nowhere in this town you could wear an evening gown if I you wanted you. to. Like maybe if there was like an event, maybe, maybe. But it has to be like a specialty event designed mm-hmm. that way. There is one one restaurant in this city with a dress code one and it's basically <laughs> like just don't have clothes know, on. like play it cool like that's the dress code <laughs> like i think it's jackets and for ladies it's like play cool like don't right. don't embarrass us <laughs> that's
0: it <laughs> uh, okay can i tell you how i how i read this and what a horn dog i am
1: yes cool please this may be the horniest we get in this episode
0: all right well i did it She didn't. The passage says, if she kept talking, kept getting under his skin, he might turn her over. And I was like, what? What? (laughs) (laughs) Get it, you assholes. Even assholes Mm -hmm. can fuck. Um, But
1: anyway, it says, turn her over to whoever was after her. There was a part where he lamented that she had him pegged. And I had a similar... (laughs) Oh, we're, I want to talk about a feminism
0: I love it when you talk about feminism um, Erin well
1: I mean like let's I, let's cool it a little bit like, don't, <laughs> like, let's, let's love the expo- expectations here but she several times in this book looks at Tucker and says god he is all male um. or all man and it upset me every time like yeah. I just can we stop? Can we stop in books being like he was all man? As if you can't be a man without yeah. being like I, I, it just grossed me out every single time. Same. He was so male. It's like, I know. what does it mean? Like, what do you even mean when you say that? Uh-huh. I hear you. I okay. hear you. That was maybe that's that was not a feminism super... soapbox. Maybe it is. that's a gender soapbox. I don't know what it is. That's
0: still feminism. Yeah. It is. And just like I've read in multiple passages, and we're not even through chapter four, she's always like a crazy female, Mm -hmm. a loud female, oh, in this one I'm looking at right now, a stubborn female. And it's just like, why? It's so Mm -hmm. heteronormative and gender essentialist and gross Mm -hmm. throughout this whole thing. And I really disliked it.
1: So to recap, all that's happened is she got to the cabin, they slept, and then she went fishing in the morning. And the old couple was nice to her. So we don't know why they're out there. We don't really know, like their backstory or anything. Tucker gives us a a, gives us a thought. We have to do just a little bit of plot mill, just a (laughs) smidge. I'm so sorry. I know. I came across it. I I started to hear us, and I'm like, we just gotta move it like a little bit to the right. (laughs) Okay. He has a thought where he says that he should have done what he needed to do for his dad. And also for a young girl whose life was taken too soon. He should have done more. Immediately what happened. I knew it. Because I told you months ago. Oh, I don't. Remember I told that. you. <laughs> yes, you do. In some <laughs> dark recesses of your brain, you do. Uh, for a young girl whose life was taken too soon, he should have done more to protect her and not done more for himself. And so, like, he keeps leaving these, like, a young girl died because of him. There's uh-huh. a there's a girl that's it's cold so in the ground, taken too early, too young. And you're starting to think <sighs> Tucker murderer,
0: but of course no. not.
1: But just you know, that seed is being planted. He also keeps thinking, Penelope and trouble go hand in hand. Boy, does trouble follow her with nothing to base that no. on whatsoever, nope. except for the footprints he found.
0: Oh, also, she sits down with Wilma, and Wilma's like, Hey, how about we peel potatoes? And it says, Of course I can help. She had oh. never, patiled, <laughs> she'd never peeled potatoes. a potatoes in her life, but she could do it. He's always talking about her like determination and like the way that, and, and it's literally just like, I, Penelope Lear, am going to figure out how to peel a potato. (laughs) I will not stop until potato
1: is peeled. (laughs) Yeah, you don't, guys, you don't just have to think to yourself what a strong and smart and good person you are. You also have to execute. Um, And the way you execute is not just to, like, think really hard that you can. You have to learn how to peel potato, which takes a really long time.
0: (laughs) Oh my god! This brings
1: me to a situation. I don't know if Wilma and Clark start talking about their situation or it's yeah, um, yeah. It happens right around Tucker here. that starts talking about his situation. But there's a lot of people in this book saying a horrible, tragic event happened to me, and a lot of people saying back, "It's God's plan. Get over it." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't guys, don't say that shit to people. Yeah. Can we stop? It deeply that? offended me. Every time. Like, they were talking about their their dead son, I think. Oh, no. It's In this part, it's Tucker talking about his dead dad. And Clark or Wilma says to him, I guess you wouldn't believe me if I said that someday you'll look back and see what God was doing with all of this mess. (sighs) I just cringe so hard. It's like, you can believe that. And I I think that's wonderful if you can... If believe you can find that comfort through, in that. That's yeah. wonderful. Like but we like, talked about how that like, that couple in Pestilence was like, "Come on in, Pestilence," and it's like, yeah. "Oh my God!" Like, how can you have that level of faith? Like, that's truly beautiful. Yeah. But don't say that to somebody. Like, don't say that to somebody. Like, yeah. someday you're gonna figure out why your dad is dead, and like, yeah. I don't know. It's just like, don't do that.
0: Okay, okay, Erin. I found a look into your brain. Are you ready for the look my into brain? your brain? Yeah. Yeah. I think this is how you think. Oh you know? no. Uh Uh-oh. Now I'm trying to help you and ignore the way her lips pursed and her eyes sparkle like dark blue fire. Redirect, Your Honor. If he'd been in
1: court, he would have redirected his thoughts, her (laughs) words, her look. Wait, what? What page is that? Wait, he thinks to himself the words redirect, Your Honor? Redirect, Your Honor. It's italicized. Wait.
0: Wait. He doesn't like the track his... Thoughts are going down. And so to, to get himself back on track, he's like, redirect, Your Honor. Wait, okay. I don't
1: <laughs> I can't think of a scenario right now where you would say to a judge, redirect, Your Honor. I can see where a judge would say to you, redirect. Because it's like you've got you got direct where you ask your witness questions, and then somebody else comes and they cross-examine your witness, and then you can go back and clean that mess up. Right. right and right. that's called redirect. And so uh-huh. the judge will turn to you and say, do you want to redirect? And then you say, uh-huh. yeah, I'll redirect. <laughs> but you never ask the judge. Maybe you would ask. But the, I don't know. But it, Also, it's not like you're changing. You're just like moving your thoughts over to the right a little bit. <laughs> like, that's not what redirect is. Redirect, your honor? Maybe he's asking the judge if he if he's allowed to redirect now. That's that's pretty. You don't want to do that. You want to wait for the judge. But there wasn't a question mark. But it's also not, like, changing your thoughts. <laughs> That's what it means. <laughs> wow, I'm glad I herbs that. Okay, so after they have dinner, he goes out on the porch to think. Oh, my God. And she comes oh. out on the porch after him.
0: What a thirsty bitch. She's Stay so thirsty.
1: the inside. Okay, I'll give her the first time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Yeah. Okay, So I she hear goes you. out. And she she does she does something I'm gonna call the Thanksgiving groom challenge. She looks up <laughs> to the sky and she says, The stars don't shine like this in the city. <laughs> she basically looks she's like, Wow, I've never seen stars before. And then they talk <laughs> about what stars look like for a little bit. Uh-huh. And guys Again, Anchorage not that big. Like they do <laughs> their stars. Are they shiny out there? Stars. <laughs> and pretty much everyone who lives here goes out there a lot where the stars are even more shinier. <laughs> so they talk about the stars for a while. They talk about how how they're gonna get her back to Anchorage. And he's like, We're gonna walk. He says, They're gonna walk, and she says, Well why don't we just find the Jeep? And he goes, which is where? And she's like, I don't know. (sighs) So she rented it again. This is a good woman who is full of faith and Thanksgiving love. Okay. Mm -hmm. And she's also very competent, you guys. So how dare you think she's not? Uh, Very competent. She rented a Jeep, (laughs) drove it to nowhere, got Uh, out, then walked to further nowhere and uh-huh. has no intention of returning that Jeep to anyone. None. Or even if she bought the Jeep. Maybe she didn't rent it. Maybe no, 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 no. It. She rented it. No, oh, she rented it. God. That Jeep belongs that's to someone thing. else. It's like she's so full of faith and prayer and stuff. But her actions are like, you rented this from someone. Uh-huh. And in a small Alaskan town like that, there can't be a lot of rentals. Like, right. that's the Jeep, probably, that they rent. Mm-hmm. And you just have no... It has not crossed your mind to return it. Mind-boggling. Again, to the failing town (laughs) that you're trying (laughs) to save. That's that business. They're done now. They can't replace Jeep. Well, don't (sighs) worry. They head off in a Range Rover later. Mm -hmm. She says during this conversation that she's not in a hurry to get back because she could live off the land if she needed to. Oh, my God. So, I um, disagree. Guys, I disagree. I disagree don't come to alaska and try to live, live off the land there's a book yeah. about it it doesn't work out like you can't just walk into alaska and live off the land it doesn't Wasn't that a happen leo that leo dicaprio
0: way. movie no that was a <laughs>
1: emile hirsch movie oh it's not a hero's tale guys don't do that mm-hmm. it's stupid it's a bad idea
0: okay so anyway she's like You don't want me out here, do you? And he's like, no, I was really loving my alone time. Unequivocally, I want to be alone. (laughs) (laughs) And then he goes and moseys out in the woods after she goes inside and he sees her come back out onto the porch to look Mm -hmm. for him. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I think then he comes inside to have his dinner finally.
1: well, He tries to pray for the first time in years. First. Oh, congrats. Then he yeah. comes back in. <laughs> okay. All right. So in three days, they leave. Penelope is the kind of person. Wilma tells her about her son dying. And Penelope's like, honestly, wishes more shit had happened to her in her life. She's one of those people. When somebody tells oh. her about the horrible things that happened to them, Penelope's like, wow, my life has been really shallow. Like, I wish, I some wish really my life was shit. so
0: much harder. Yeah. Mm
1: hmm. Because I would handle it really well, like basically, like I could take it. So why won't God give it to me? Sort of a thing. It's incredible. All right, truly incredible. All right,
0: they head out. Okay, so they head out. Um, my one thing, I have two notes about this journey. One is that uh, this is a phrase that happens. It says. She'd give anything for coffee, but Tucker had insisted on downsizing, and the coffee pot had been deemed too bulky to take along. Oh, and- <laughs> oh <Bob. laughs> I have so much to say!
1: <laughs>
0: Ooh. I will Ooh. carry it myself. You will take that coffee pot out of my dead, frozen fingers, Listen,
1: guys. There... Before you
0: part it from me.
1: If this had been an eighteen fifties or a even nineteen mm. seventies book, I would have mm-hmm. said, "Okay." But there is so much coffee pots for backpacking <laughs> <that> it is <laughs> no. so easy. And even if there isn't coffee pots for backpacking, there is lots of instant coffee, uh-huh. which they do end up having because Wilma brought some. And Tucker is salty about. Yeah.
0: Tucker's like, uh, doing a workaround on
1: me, Wilma? Ew. There are so many camp stoves and teeny tiny little coffee little thingies that are very light to bring that is fine. But like... You know, they've got this mystical cabin where like, where are they disposing of trash? Where are they getting? Why right. is there a coffee pot there? Do they leave it there for the next people? Like, what? what is cabin? Like, what is right. at cabin? And then the things that they did bring blew my mind. A quilt? Yeah. You brought... A quilt? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. That's like the heaviest, worst thing you could bring with you Mm -hmm. on this backpacking trek to the... It it, it was just crazy, the things that they left behind and the things that they brought in the end.
0: Yeah. She's also making up stupid lyrics to Christmas songs. And the only reason...
1: Hashtag justice for Tucker.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hashtag justice for Tucker on this one. Because he's like, oh, you know, she keeps on singing these stupid Christmas songs. And... He tries to say to himself, like, I'm such a spoil sport because she's just trying to keep things cheery. And mm-hmm. I'm like, just because you're si- you're singing I Am Miserable, My Toes Are Frozen yeah. to the tune of Jingle Bells does not make
1: you cheery. Weather outside was weather. Yeah. <laughs> like she's changing all the dumb <laughs> lyrics to dumber lyrics. And they're like miserable lyrics. It's like...
0: Penelope, the competent heiress, had a very ice cold nose. And if you ever asked her, she would say, Yes, this blows. She wanted to fall down, curl up in a ball, and die.
1: But this dickhead Tucker would much rather see her cry. Punch you in your dumb face. Serious. I, yeah. Oof.
0: Yeah. Listen, on this. On this night, uh, they have a very confusing kiss. (laughs) That's that's really all I have to say about it. She comes out to be like, you still think I'm stupid and
1: worthless. And he's like, you're not wrong. Well, because she has this like weird crying breakdown that day. Oh, that's right. Where she just kind of like out of nowhere starts crying. Well, first she thinks that she has hypothermia because she's confused because she likes him. She likes him and she's like, oh, no, I have hypothermia and this is the symptom confusion. Right. Which is a household joke in my house where when one of us is dumb, we ask the other one if they have hypothermia, (laughs) altitude sickness, uh, COVID, anything where confusion is a symptom. Uh-huh. Um, because it's you know concussion oh, all these things will say oh no man, you have a concussion and we'll be like wait <laughs> why no and it's like because you're exhibiting confusion, which is a primary symptom <laughs> because that's stupid because if you only have confusion, it does not mean that you have hypothermia right anyway so she's like I have hypothermia and then she just like starts crying like, out of nowhere, I think mm-hmm. because she likes him and she's confused by it.
0: Well, also, she has walked like seven miles yeah, in yeah, the yeah. But, November. Yeah, yeah, November.
1: I think the trigger or whatever is that she finds him handsome and then that makes her think about her shitty love life and like wh- wh- how she's so dumb about it and stuff. And then yeah. he like puts his arm around her and he's like, hey, you're strong. We're gonna, you know, get out of this and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then she gets mad that he comforted her or whatever. So, this is kind of a reaction to that, I guess. It doesn't make it make more sense, but I think that's what the author wanted us to... The That's the line we're supposed to be following. Fair enough. Okay. Can I tell you
0: the line where I immediately noped out? Sure. As she stared up, half wildcat and half lost kitten, <laughs> he leaned
1: <laughs> and touched <sighs> his lips to hers. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. That metaphor comes back, too. Like, you hope that it dies, and it just does Mm -hmm. not die. Oh,
0: then he says, this was more tender than his first kiss with Cindy Douglas on the playground after school. And I said to myself, ew, I would (laughs) hope so. Yeah,
1: I would hope that any kiss that's not your first kiss would be more tender.
0: Yeah. And then it says, what he didn't need was a high-maintenance female in his life. And then she says, she pushes him away, and she says, don't. She took a few more steps back. This is just confusion from hypothermia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and
1: he's but like, I, okay. <laughs> whatever, weirdo. Like, here's the thing. Hashtag a little bit of justice for Tucker. Because she's saying things like, you insist on putting me in some little box because you've labeled me heiress. And you think you know me, know how I should behave, or what my life is like. And he says, I see. I see. And she says, you mm-hmm. think I need a big, strong man to take care of me? And he says, uh-huh. No, he says nothing, actually. And yeah, she goes, goes, I'm work. sick of people like you. And he says, okay. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, Penelope, I stopped talking a really long time ago. Like, you've just been arguing to no one. Yeah. And then that's when he kisses her. And then she's like, it's just hypothermia. We have hypothermia. Like, she's cr- she is crazy. <laughs> like, and I know, I know that the ways that he says crazy female is not the best way they're that we would like it. Yeah. Yeah. We, I'm not saying we he's know, wrong. We know that Tucker does mean all women, mm-hmm. but specifically applied to Penelope, he is right. Like, mm-hmm. because all he's ever said to her is you're doing a great job when she does wilderness stuff.
0: Yeah, it's really true. The next day they're walking along. And they take a little break, sees because Clark and Wilmer are old. <laughs> and Pe- Penelope says, what? That's what happened. It's, it's funny. <laughs> and Penelope says, Clark, I'm new at this faith business, but something has really been on my mind. Mm-hmm. What's mm-hmm. that, Penny? And she basically is like, we haven't prayed this whole time. Mm-hmm. And so then they do a, a group prayer, but I'm just mm-hmm. like, Has anybody in their life ever said, I'm new at this faith business, but something has been on my mind?
1: Right. And during this prayer, he takes her hand and she thinks, my tipped fingernail polish is the only remnant of my old life. And it's been three days. (laughs) Three days. (laughs) I think both of us have been in the bush longer than three days. (laughs) Yeah. I've never looked at my hands and thought, the last remnants of my old life. (laughs) it's just crazy and then they get within sight of this village which is where they're going Mm. they never say it's a native village they just say village yeah which could be any kind of village we have russian villages we have just regular villages we have native villages we have all different types of villages in alaska Mm -hmm. it's just a size of municipality
0: Well, and, you, and by
1: regular, you mean, like, heterogeneous. No, I just mean anything. Like, like town, like city, like villages of a right. size oh. of municipality. Like, it can be anything. Now, we mm-hmm. do use, colloquially, we do say the village to mean a native village or even a Russian mm-hmm. village in some places. Um, as if you would say the city if you're near mm-hmm. New York City or whatever. Yeah. But anyway, so they get, that's not even what I was starting to talk about, although we'll get there. They get into striking distance, and he just picks her up and starts carrying her. Yeah, because she's been a
0: hobbling, but yeah. he has not cared like a lick now? until right then.
1: Yeah, this yep. is the first time. <laughs> Why now? So that they can think he's a hero. Then, well, wait, can I read it to you? <sighs> if you're okay. reading the part that I'm, I'm up. I don't think I'm reading me. the part.
0: I just want to make sure that they understand exactly what this is happening. So she says, you can let me down now. Nah, I think I'll just carry you into camp. So everyone will think you're a big, strong man? He laughed. No, they'll think we're married. I believe it's an ancient wedding ceremony. Yeah, that's the part. It's a lot more effective than a snowman named Person Brown because she was singing that stupid shit. (sighs) Penelope struggled to get free, but his grip tightened. Let me down. I'm kidding, Penny. I promise you, carrying a woman into camp isn't a wedding ceremony. You're sure? Nearly. He kissed the top of her head and snuggled her clothes.
1: Okay, alright, there's a lot to break down there. Uh Uh-huh. So... One of the things is, when they said that they were nearing the village, I thought that they meant Treasure Creek. Like, did you think that they were going to Treasure Creek? Apparently, it's not. It's a native village. But they haven't Mm -hmm. said that yet. They've just said they're nearing a village, they're close to camp, they're close to a settlement, like those sorts of things. Right. He says that as an offhand remark of like, oh, it's an ancient tradition and they, quote unquote, they Uh will think I'm marrying you. Then later, when you learn that this is an Alaskan native village, it's it's a real rough thing to have said, I feel it's like. It's fucking gross. Yeah. Anyway, so that's one yeah. part of that. The other thing is, the Parson Brown thing is so we- Such a so weird, weird, weird through line. Because she sings, what's the song? It's the snowman. It's Winter Wonderland Winter or something. Winter Wonderland, yeah. <laughs> snowman. Right. We'll and pretend that he is Parson Brown. Browns. Okay,
0: fine. They'll say, Oh okay. snowman. So then but she you thinks to her
1: at one point she's like, He's a he's my big strong snowman while they're out there. Oh like God. I think when he picks her up or something, or when she's hugging him and she's like, mm-hmm. I, I think he, he's like a big snowman. And it's like, is that hot? Is snowman <laughs> hot?
0: And then is he Olaf makes Parson.
1: If anyone said to me Parson Brown before this book, I would uh-huh. not understand the reference. But it's their <laughs> no. weird little in joke because one time she changed the lyrics to Winter Wonderland. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you Um, have anything else to say about that stupid passage? yeah, I do. Okay. No, not that stupid passage, but I do have to move on to another
0: stupid passage. All right. And by stupid, I mean problematic and really fucked. Are we going to talk about Native Heritage Month? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I can't wait. All right. So she says, what tribe is this? She held tight to his shoulders as they moved closer to the village. I'm not sure, but it looks like we caught them in the middle of a celebration. It's November.
1: (laughs) Alaskan Native Heritage Month. When they all go out and celebrate in the streets, like what the hell or does that mean? Onlookers,
0: literally, it says. I'm sure they've got. Uh, okay, I hope they don't mind visitors. I'm sure they've got several. This is more for outsiders than for them. Ah, what it like? How fucking dare you? Hey, HBs, we never find out what tribe it is. Never. Later on, she goes back out with the doctor to, like, play white savior and bring vaccines.
1: Which, by the way, is not necessary no. for Alaska Native villages. They have tons of healthcare, lots of vaccines, yeah. lots of everything. I mean, these are small communities that are remote, but they figured out ways to have a lot of accessible stuff out where yeah. they're at. And, like, the, the idea... That this village, whatever it is, needs them to, like, drive out there with vaccines and that there's, like, little children being like, thank you for helping us be vaccinated is insane yeah. and stupid and offensive. And and really insulting. Yeah. And super not okay, especially when she never gives them a name. It's offensive and it's rough. And in some ways, I'm glad she didn't pick a tribe after. I mean, yeah. Right. <sighs> after the Twilight situation. I am somewhat glad she didn't subject a specific tribe to this. But in another way, I feel like she wanted to have this, like, cute... I don't know. It's like she wanted to have it, but she didn't want to do any research. And she didn't want to actually pin it to a location or pin it to a people. Or, you know, like, she didn't want to actually do do the work there but she wanted to have this like cute little accurately
0: represent thing. a population yeah that's what i'm
1: saying like she didn't want to uh, like, write anything that was actually representative of anyone but she did want to have like a little native times for no. these two
0: instead she wanted to create a scenario in which we could be like hmm look at those wonderful generous white people and the yep. way that they help
1: the native peoples in Honestly, I'm going to be totally frank with you. I think it's because it's a Thanksgiving book. Gross. I don't know that to be true. Like, that's not said. In, like, that that isn't like... And also, it was Thanksgiving is not said, but it just... It really felt that well, way. Well, she says that they bring out
0: toys and vaccines and uh, food boxes. Like, for Thanksgiving. Yeah.
1: Yeah, she does and say I that mean, they bring whatever. Food and toys is one thing, like... Every community yeah. has kids that need food and toy. Like everywhere Definitely. has food drives and toy drives for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And that is done. Like people do bring out food right. and toys to communities all over the state, as they do in whatever state where you are at.
0: Yes, there are impoverished people everywhere. Yeah. But Ew, it just felt so
1: icky. Yeah. It was Especially gross.
0: since they, they go from I don't know what tribe this is, but don't worry. They'll definitely be putting up a show and jazz handing oh for all the white people who want to come look Again, at them. For Native Heritage Month. Like, it makes no sense. Like, they're, like they're just going to be out in the street celebrating. Like, Don't worry. It's not really for them. It's for
1: us. Oh. <laughs> so we hated it these places are so remote for the most part like I would say Mm -hmm. an overwhelming majority of these villages are so remote there's no like people just wandering in to see the folksy celebration of the people like that's that's crazy yeah
0: All right. so then basically they arrive at this village they suddenly have a cell phone service as soon as they step into the village or something Mm -hmm. Herman Lear and her mom show up and immediately whisk them off
1: into back to Treasure Creek Mm -hmm. on a helicopter. Yeah. And her parents have been looking for her with helicopters and planes Mm -hmm. and like all kinds of stuff, just like they have been looking for him. And it never occurs to her to feel bad about that or sorry or anything. Not at all. And then what happens, Erin? There's a bunch of shit that
0: doesn't matter that happens in town. Well, we talked to so many women's who are just trying to get the men's jolene uh, oh, after can't, they go back to town yeah well so Lake. jolene can't help but scare off all the stop men it, folks stop it, stop it. with her tennessee
1: <laughs> she, fur coat well, first and the, her the, ravenous the, sexuality the <laughs> parents want to take her home to anchorage she won't go so she goes home to treasure creek uh tucker has to also go to treasure creek because he still hasn't settled his father's estate yeah So that's just been pending forever, inconveniencing the shit out of a bunch of legal entities, I'm sure. And also he mentions that he can stand to stay a few more weeks in Treasure Creek because he has coverage back at the firm. So not only have the people he loves been been looking for him, but also like some poor lawyer back in Seattle is doing double the DUI cases Uh because like (laughs) Tucker's gone, possibly dead, and is not making any more money than he was before or she Mm -hmm. was before. Anyway, I, you know that to be hard justice it? for tucker's trial partner
0: for sure <laughs> he's an
1: asshole there's a lot of bullshit back at town we can burn through this we can go fast yeah yeah it's like set up for a lot of other books anyway so he shows up oh hey
0: guys do you remember how there was that danger back at the cabin mm. don't worry tucker didn't ever tell either of the women's Mm-mm. about no, that just danger? clark yeah. Because only the men menfolk should know about the dangers to mm-hmm. your lives. Yeah. And instead, the moment he gets back to town, he talks to the sheriff or whatever, the police chief. And he's like, hey, there was some dangers that was happening. Mm-hmm. And I think we should keep an eye on Penelope's. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, we are men. So we should definitely do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, um, She finds out the next day when she's pulled into the office and told for the first time that she was being stalked mm-hmm. into the Alaskan bush. Mm-hmm.
1: And I love that Tucker tried to, like, figure out this mystery, being like, who could possibly be following her? Did they want to take her prisoner and do a ransom or whatever? It's yeah. like You know who probably knows who's following her? Penelope. Like, if if I were Maybe being... So, stalked and followed, I could give you probably a list of 10 people that might be candidates, whereas a stranger wouldn't be able to come up with those people. That's true.
0: And on the one hand, you are correct. You should give the person who's in danger, A, agency, and B, the ability to give you any intel. But Mm -hmm. rest assured, listener, Penelope is just as incompetent as Tucker thinks she is, Mm -hmm. and she has no clue who could be doing this to her or why.
1: So the idea is, like, Tucker's kind of being her bodyguard. She keeps saying she doesn't need a bodyguard, and he's like, I'm your friend, you know, because he's worried that somebody's going to, like, take her captive.
0: Okay, but he's doing it in the most gaslighty way Mm -hmm. because he'll be like, I need to be your bodyguard because you're super stupid and you're always getting into trouble. Yes. You wouldn't know danger if it backhanded you across the face. Like this. And then he's like, yeah, like like this. Thanks, Tucker. Thank you. I've learned now. You learned me. But then he's also being like, I don't know. He keeps on giving her sex him up eyes. And she keeps on being like, Are you ready to open up to me? And he's like, No, I'm never going to open up to you. That's not what our relationship is like. And she's like, What is our relationship? Friends? And then he'll be like, I have to drop you off right now because I need to go do things on my own in solitude. Yes. And she's like, Oh, Okay, and then he'll kiss her Mm -hmm. and then claim in the next breath that they're just friends. They never even talk about the kissing. Never! Never! (laughs) It's baffling! Can I... Hey, HBs. I started an Etsy store. Did you know? Right now, it's full of all the St. Vincent items you need. Because St. Vincent is thoughtful and cozy all year round. We've got a book sleeve to keep your books, planners e-readers, or really anything else safe when you're on the go. The inside is fuzzy and they feel so incredibly lush in your hands. I went round and round with the manufacturers to make sure I had just the right thickness. Those feature art of St. Vincent and Evie during their carriage adventure that was painted by the amazing Mayara Faraz on one side, and then I created a St. Vincent Wood Always wreath on the other side that has a bunch of little Easter egg items in it. There's a St. Vincent Wood Always warm brick enamel pin. It's like, you know, if you know, you know. I designed a special edition marriage of convenience candle that is specific to Devil in Winter with the help of HB Jen at Post Pouring Company. It combines dark amber for St. Vincent and rosewood for Evie, and it smells so delicious. It's hard to even wrap my brain around. So if you want to treat yourself or be the St. Vincent you want to see in the world by getting a care package for a friend, check out our Etsy store. The link is in the show notes.
1: I tell you something that I saw about coffee. <laughs> Please, it says there were men standing around drinking. Oh coffee. my god!
0: Do the you the store
1: coffee? Yeah. Of course I do. She says to herself, "It wasn't good coffee. She tried it when she first came to town, and then she figured it was guy coffee. It was strong it enough to cut coffee. through metal, and it was meant to keep women at bay." don't coffee shame women what don't coffee share us. did i ever tell you about drinking black coffee i think i have on the podcast i've talked about that issue i have no memory of it erin is working for the orleans parish da's office and it's uh-huh. 3 a.m and she's at i don't know why i started this in third person but I guess we'll just <laughs> keep with it. <laughs> He's oh wow, we're at the police stick to station. It? Okay and it's like three in the morning. I'm gonna switch it back and switch it back to first person. And I, yeah I yeah, yeah. am there. and it's like three in the morning and like the mayor's there and the DAs there. it was a big deal. What was happening that night, the thing that was happening was a big deal. And I got some coffee and put cream in it. And somebody who was a very high up person who I will not name, but I did name a couple of high up people just moments before. <laughs> sure. Somebody who was also a person that was a big deal said to me, to my face, if you want to be a DA in New Orleans, don't put cream in your coffee because you're already a woman. People are going to think it's a weakness. And I, what? for some reason, like took that to heart. And I was like, yes, yes. Aaron now drink black coffee because Aaron strong important lady Aaron, and i was like it took me years to be like gosh this heartburn like maybe i should just start <laughs> wait a minute like what? not that the strangest thing that is so weird gatekeeping over coffee creamer wow yeah blew leave my it mind. to the patriarchy it, well, it didn't blow be my mind at the time but like 10 years later i was like wait I can put cream in my coffee if I want lots of important, strong, regular, you know, people <laughs> put cream in their coffee. That's not a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that person. Whoever I, it was, mm-hmm. the county clerk or the I'll tell you after <laughs> mayor. Or the It was not the mayor. Local karate teacher. Could have been anybody, really. Yeah. It was Except ahead the of mayor. something, but it was not I the guess. mayor. I don't want to shame the mayor. Cool. All right. Cool, cool,
0: cool. All right. Listen, they want to find that treasure. And one of the ladies, I mean, dead ass serious, looks at this literal heiress and starts blubbering and crying when the heiress is like, I risked my life to go get the treasure for Mm -hmm. the town. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, (laughs) I'm just so thankful that you care enough about the
1: town to go find the treasure. Yeah. I just paid town's debt. She thinks to herself, her mother had once told her that charity was about giving money, not about getting caught up in other people's problems. It <coughs> is. <laughs> like it, it could it, definitely it start could. with money. Yes. If, if you, you have it, it give it. <laughs> <laughs> it isn't about going, to, because you know what, N- needing to go there and actually fix something with your hands and be amongst the people and do the shmur shmur, that is about you, Penelope. Yep. That is not about, about your hero complex. What the town needs is fucking money. They don't mm-hmm. need the treasure. They don't need you to go there and sing Amazing Grace and blah, blah, nope. blah. What they actually need. Is your money to bail them out of a financial crisis. And it doesn't even occur to her to do that. Or a little bit of development
0: that your family's huge tourism Mm -hmm. things could do. And she actually turns her brother away, Mm -hmm. saying that a resort on on the place would, quote unquote, ruin Treasure Creek. Yeah. Because it would ruin her idyllic notion of what Treasure Creek is mm-hmm. and should be. And small so towns gross.
1: are not idyllic like this. I mean, there are lots of places that are small and beautiful and wonderful, but they have the same shitty problems that yes. you have in your big city. The small mm-hmm. town also has drug problems and domestic violence mm-hmm. problems and, you know, what, whatever problems... Because people have problems. Yep. Just because the town is small and in a beautiful location doesn't mean it's whatever. I don't know. I just I hate it.
0: I do too. I want to read a romance series
1: about a shitty small town. That's what I want. Oh.
0: So basically all the men's are like, we gotta keep on her. We gotta watch her night and day. And then what's his name? Keeps on kissing her and then like basically telling her
1: he didn't happen. It didn't happen. (laughs) Do you remember the what? time where he clamped a hand over her mouth and brought daylight in the middle of oh, nowhere? And he's like, "My God, yes. Penelope, don't scream! It's just me, Tucker. I wanted to walk you over to the church." <laughs> like, why are you clamping your hand on her? Like, why are why, you scaring
0: why? the living daylights out of her for no reason? Right? Is it because you're trying to terrorize her into accepting your bodyguarding, you <laughs> asshole? It's okay, super weird. So basically, then at the end. It comes true. It does happen. Yeah. She gets done kidnapped. Uh-huh. And she breaks her grandmother's pearls and leaves them
1: skittered all over the smart. All over the sidewalks. Very smart. What What isn't smart is that she drops her cell phone. Don't drop your yeah. cell phone. Stop dropping your cell phone. Even if you don't have service, they might be able to find you with your cell phone.
0: Anyway. And then she keeps on fraying off pieces of yarn from mm-hmm. her scarf or something. Also smart. She's leaving the breadcrumbs. So she gets kidnapped by two dudes in, like, the afternoon on a Thursday. And then Friday morning, they talk to Tucker. She (laughs) and Tucker have had this big fight, and Tucker's like, I'm packing up and going back to Seattle's. And she's like, fine, I never want to see you again, because I bought a house in two days' time, and I'm living here now. But then (laughs) they come over, and they're like, Tucker, have you seen Penelope's? And he's like, I haven't seen hide nor hair of Penelope's. And I don't really care to. Yes. Oh, they had a fight because Tucker came clean about the dad approaching him to marry Penelope. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, so this is just courting Herman Lear style? Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, I told him no. And this is just friendship. Mm -hmm. Which is like very confusing because he does keep kissing her on the mouth.
1: Yeah. And tongue maybe. Wait, I'm so sorry, but this is like my primary problem with the book. Oh, please. He also comes clean about the woman he didn't kill in Seattle. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. No, no, please. I'm so rooted in this. It upset me to my core. I hear you. He got a man out of jail for a DUI, who then Mm -hmm. went out and got another DUI and did kill a 17-year-old girl when he did it. And that... Has made him no longer want to be <laughs> an <anything>. employer. <laughs> and yeah, it's part of what drove him into the wilderness. And it's just, it's so crazy on so many levels because. A, a DUI doesn't keep you in jail that long anyway. Like, even without Tucker's help, right. it's not like that guy would have gotten a life sentence. Yeah. Also, that's how the American justice system works. Everybody mm-hmm. gets a defense attorney. They have to try their best. If they don't try their best, you know what that person gets? An appeal and a new trial. right? So even if you think you're defending a Hannibal Lecter, you've got to do your best for them because that's right. how the system works. And if, if you don't believe in that, you need to not be a criminal defense attorney. Correct. And he says, the guy gave him credit for the amount of faith Tucker had in him by not drinking for a few weeks and then started drinking again and went out driving. It's like, does, T- does Tucker take clients based on how much faith he has in them uh-huh. and in their innocence? Because that is also extremely unethical. Like, you it's don't not take how it works. clients based on whether you believe they're guilty or innocent. Because what if some new... evidence comes down the pike and is like, oh no, I thought this guy was innocent. Now I think he's guilty. Now you're defending a guy who you want to go to jail. That's no good. You need to not care whether they're innocent or guilty. You just need to do your job because that's your function. I, it made me so mad. And then his bullshit made me so mad. And then Penelope counters with, have you called her parents? (gasps) I
0: no. I and I was like gasped. You leave, those leave people them alone. the
1: fuck alone. They do not want to hear not about you from the defense attorney who defended the guy in another previous case. Yeah. That wasn't even the case where he hit your daughter. A different case. Yeah. They don't need you calling them. That's not about them. This is about you, if you call them and uh-huh. try to be like, Well, I'm sorry and I need to forgive myself. No. No. Oh. Uh-huh. The combination of her suggesting that and then him later doing that, doing it really sealed to me that these are horrible, horrible people who yeah. um, um, if God likes them, they don't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I That's feel. True there's a lot of like you know god will do this or that for me it's all me 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 i'll pray and god will do this for me and like Uh i will get a partner and i will get this or that if if god's actually pulling the strings for these two um i'm i they don't i don't think they deserve it It. yeah wow that's that's a good god because boy do they suck (laughs) they're selfish (laughs) as fuck all right all right i'm done i'm climbing off my soapbox he goes out and uh saves her (laughs)
0: yeah no i know i'm sorry i just stepped back into what i highlighted and like i highlighted the whole whole kiss like Mm -hmm. the kissing and it's like it's so she says that in his arms she was strong she wasn't penelope lear she was someone who knew how to survive what what i mean maybe survive (laughs) you know what Survive him, maybe. I don't know.
1: Is this the part where his he, it's like in his arms? Yeah, <laughs> in, in his, his arms. arms. She was
0: strong. She didn't back down. Yeah. She kissed him back. He murmured that she <sighs> was beautiful, and he kissed her cheek and stepped back. Nope. Like then, the next thing I highlighted was, but we were so busy being men, we couldn't let go of our stubbornness. He's talking about he and his dad, and then his friend Jake says, "Men do that sometimes."
1: Mm. What? God. This wasn't women's coffee. This was men's coffee. (laughs) That's right.
0: And when he's about to tell her what happened with her dad, um, he's thinking to himself, Herman Lear had had laid it all out. The daughter who was putting herself in danger by taking off to parts unknown and telling her family she was on some exclusive resort. Mm -hmm. The need to have her in a secure relationship to keep her safe and the idea that the man needed to be as strong-willed as Penelope, Tucker had said a happy no thanks. Herman had asked him to travel to Anchorage for a few meetings, chance meetings with Penelope again. Tucker had declined.
1: Yeah, he hadn't wanted a socialite. Shit bananas, crazy. Well,
0: but wait, he hadn't wanted a socialite with more will than sense. Mm.
1: What? This thing I mean she does have more will than sense But again he's just talking about women in general But Melby is
0: all the things that he doesn't like about women in general Oh my gosh When he's thinking about his mother He says the wife he picked would be thrilled with a walk in the woods And elated with a quiet night at home She wouldn't want the country club or a beach house His mother had been after those things She'd gotten them too With three different husbands forever Mm -hmm. wasn't in her dictionary. Oh yeah,
1: you said that one. Mommy Mm -hmm. issues. Hard. Mm -hmm. Uh, She also, before she gets taken captive, there's a clerk at the BNB who's like weird. (laughs) And that never comes back. No, I thought he was gonna be one of the guys that took her captive. Me too. Um maybe he was and we herbs did. I don't know. But also, have you ever been to a BNB that has a clerk? No. Me neither, especially not in Alaska. It's, it's the whoever who lives there yeah, and owns it. It's a house. It doesn't have a front desk. Jesus, clerk, Lord. an employee, at a BnB. and b It's just a clerk. It's true.
0: When she's getting kidnapped, uh-huh. she says, there really weren't any other kind of suitable shoes for Treasure Creek and the amount of walking she did each day. Shoes. Her mother would be proud that at a moment like this, her mind turned to shoes. She wanted to cry because that wasn't who she was. <laughs> what? What? What is with the self-loathing? What is with the women hating in this Mm -hmm. book from every goddamn source?
1: Oh, also she says one of her captors smells like onions and garlic. And I was like, yum. I was
0: so mad about this. I was like, like, don't you
1: dare smell like onions and garlic. Don't
0: shame me (laughs) for how I smell any (laughs) any romance (laughs) novel written about me isn't gonna be like honeysuckle and vanilla. It's not going to be like midnight and mystery. It's going to be like garlic and onions and raucous laughter. Maybe a couple of accidental farts. <laughs> that's what's. <laughs> that's my general aura. Yep. <laughs> so then he finds our pearls. Mm-hmm. And the dudes are like, "That could be anybody's pearls." And Tucker's like, "No, these
1: are heiress pearls. These her pearls. I know pearls." Also, they find some some yarns from her scarf, and he's like, "This her scarf. I know her scarf." Mm-hmm. He's like, a, "And then he's, he's like so a dog, proud of himself. He finds he button. Knows her so he well. knows her button." And then <laughs> they do go find her. They find her. There's a big hullabaloo and a big ruckus. In the ruckus, she does karate on them. Because yeah. she said at the beginning of the book, she knew karate. And then she does a roundhouse kick uh-huh. to one of the people. Yeah. <laughs> Compass. Yes. Compass. <laughs> karate. <laughs> okay. All right.
0: And then they do find the treasure exactly where she thought it would be. She had told the robbers that it was somewhere else. And so they find this box. And then the bitch, who's the heroine of the next book, is like, We're not going to open this until the Christmas pageant.
1: And everybody is like, Open box. Please yeah. open box. And then Penelope's like, Well, I get it. I don't think I you know should. Why. It makes sense to me. And then, like, her and Amy do like a hug, and everybody's like, But open box. Yeah. And then. And then
0: Thanksgiving rolls around. The, and cra- the
1: craziest shit happens <laughs> in the whole book. <laughs> I. Had 10% left of book to read before we recorded. And I just read this and I was I thought this was just gonna wind down regular. (laughs) And boy, (laughs) did it not wind down regular regular (laughs) he's he's gonna be the best man in like jake or gage's wedding i don't remember which there's a very sexist discussion of weddings um where he's like can't we just do something casual and then everybody's like wow that's not what women like women like weddings and clearly you haven't been in love with a woman because you don't know how they work but then he is getting pinned up for his tuxedo or whatever Uh for being best man in wedding and he looks yep. he looks over he looks over <laughs> and sees a veil and he is struck by a vision of Penelope wearing veil and he yes. says to store shop owner where did that veil come from? Which is crazy. <laughs> because it's a veil shop. Like it's a she's wedding She's like the lace store. Yeah. She's like somebody bought it and then they didn't want it anymore. So then they brought Actually, it back. She was talking about Penelope because Penelope and
0: Daphne or whatever her Ducati, whatever her name is, <laughs> he walked past the sidewalk and he saw both of them trying on wedding shit, even though neither of them had any partners in mind. And so then, he saw her in the veil. Like Just blow a, air co- mind. a couple of days ago, I did not ago.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't herbs that.
0: And then the lady in the shop said the person tried it on, but then she changed her mind. And he said about the veil, and she goes, "No, about the groom." <laughs> so. <laughs> So, apparently, all the time she was not talking to him about his gaslighting kisses, she Uh was planning their wedding. But she doesn't
1: like him. She says it over and over. She doesn't like him. She wants to marry him. If, wait, if Penelope (laughs) liked (laughs) liked Tucker in romance novel, why didn't she tell Reader? (laughs) (laughs) Usually, when... You guys, I don't know if you're new to this or not, but usually in a romance novel, when one of them decides they like the other one, they do tell us the reader. It's true. The other person might not know yet,
0: but we always know. We usually know. If we're in your brain. Except for right now. You
1: usually tell us. What? (laughs) That blew my mind. Okay. So then he's like, I want that veil. I need to have it. (laughs) His friends are very confused by this because all he said is, where did it come from? And then she's like, I don't know. Somebody returned it. And he's like, give me the veil. And, like, <laughs> and Jake and everybody's like, I don't think you'd look good in it, man. And he's like, I want the veil. And he goes over <laughs> and he, like, touches it. And he's like, ooh, it's a soft veil. Gives he me turns into a golem
0: over this veil. veil. <laughs> <laughs> and so Jake is like, I guess add veil
1: to my tab. And he goes, I will pay for veil. I pay for
0: veil. My veil. Advantage.
1: And then, like, <laughs> also... Like, unbeknownst to anybody, he's, like, taken over a law firm in town and decided to stay forever. And when I say unbeknownst to anybody, like, again, Justice for Tucker's trial partner in Seattle (laughs) doing double work, still unsure of whether he's dead. Yes, send in your notice, Tucker. He's also bought an entire law firm, (coughs) assumedly without an Alaska law license, and he's just gonna
0: (laughs) just go. (laughs)
1: all right so it's time for thanksgiving
0: and he he tells us that he spent a very busy day running errands talking to herman lear about nothing specific and like (laughs) other stuff sure sure and so they show up to this like community thanksgiving extravaganza situation Mm -hmm. and he goes and sits next to her and she's like oh tucker's here well he's leaving anyway so doesn't matter to me And then he's like, can we talk after this? And like, nobody looks surprised in her family that he's sitting with them. And it's a very weird. It's a big weird. Mm -hmm. And then she starts thinking about how much she's going to miss him Mm -hmm. and like spontaneously bursts into noisy sobs at the table (laughs) in front of everyone. (laughs) It's so weird. (laughs) And so he takes her by the hand. And then he does lead her past that specialty Christmas shop yeah that this tiny tiny city can somehow support. even though let's review, she bought jeans at the general store.
1: Yeah, I mean, okay, I grew up in a town of like 30,000 people. Yeah, we don't have specialty Christmas shop. We don't have wedding no. shop. no for tuxedos. No. <laughs> And also this town has street lights, which I thought was strange. So weird. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. It's a big city.
0: It is. I don't understand what this oh also they hiked to they like figured out she was lost in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then like mid morning, yeah. They had been at the treasure with this quote unquote cabin that one of them had read about in history journals. History journals. It's cabin. a walk. It's a casual stroll yeah. away from town. And nobody has come
1: across cabin.
0: this cabin that requires the documentation of history journals. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm so sorry. So they just passed the Christmas store, yeah. which is jolly and bright. And he says, <laughs> reminds me of Parson Brown. And she's like, yeah. I- I remember how much you hated my fucking singing, yeah. you absolute dickweed. And he
1: starts singing it like an absolute <laughs> crazy person. He starts like being like, no we can shmurve a snowman. And like, I just, it's so weird. And then she's like, and we can name him Parson Brown, Teehee, that's our thing. And he goes, <laughs> the first she says, Tucker, slow down. And he's like, I can't. He laughed. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> the joy of the
0: future is leaking out of all my and pores. And he says, he'll say, are you married? We'll say,
1: no, man. <laughs> <laughs> he stopped. and Penelope stopped next to him, her breath freezing in her lungs. The park twinkled with snow and Christmas lights. In the middle of it all was a snowman. He wore a top hat and a red scarf. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? in his face. He wore a top hat <laughs> and a red scarf. And a Bible was on a little stand in front of him. (laughs) Talker? He pulled her close. I found. I
0: found. I found Parson Brown. He said, I see. She said, but she didn't. (laughs) Because it's bananas
1: bonkers. (laughs) 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 Tears, Tears were rolling down her cheeks, warm on her cold flesh. She tried to brush them away, but more fell. Tucker leaned in and kissed them away. Oh, tear I hate kissing. It, hard I hate it. Don't kiss my tears. His lips brushed hers and then settled, <laughs> kissing her. Blech. Until it didn't matter that it was November in Alaska and the snow was falling. Or maybe it's that's what gonna made matter. it all perfect. It was cold, but his arms were around her were warm and he built her a snowman on Thanksgiving. <laughs> he held her, her clothes and his breath was soft near her ear. I have something else for you. When he pulled back his hand and went to his pocket, from his pocket, he pulled out a gossamer veil that she tried on at Bethany's. She stood there trembling from the cold and from the moment, he slid the veil over her head. Over her head. (laughs) I saw you in this, and I think when I did, I knew that I wanted to be the one to lift it from your face. To hear a minister pronounce us as husband and wife. You guys, they're not that close. They're They're, kind of friends. They've known each other for nine days. Nine days. They're kind of friends, and they're kind of uncomfortable with being friends, and they've (laughs) kissed twice and then never talked about it. He lifted the the veil carefully. No, no, no. (laughs) He lifted the veil carefully and moved it back and then cupped her cheeks in his gloved hands. Penelope Lear, I asked your father today if he would allow me the honor of marrying his daughter. (laughs) What did he say? Which also, like, throw that custom out the fucking window. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, fair enough. What did he say? (laughs) He said you're a grown woman and it's up to you, but he'd be proud to call me son. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Oh. Oh. (laughs) I mean, yes. And then she wrapped her arms around him and he held her close. Yes, I want to be your wife. Please marry me. (laughs) Please please marry marry. me. Even while she's getting proposed to. She's the thirstiest bitch. And he says, my grandmother wore this ring for 60 years. And she says, I want to wear it for 70 you
0: don't know this <laughs> man. You don't know if his misogyny extends to the bedroom. He's never gonna go down on you because you have gross lady oh, parts,
1: Melody. They don't have parts. They're smooth as Barbies down there. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> They're just brutal. a couple of Ken dolls knocking against each other. <laughs> <laughs> this oh the snowman God. with the table <clears throat> and the Bible and the veil. Well, it's, it's it's crazy <laughs> the poop robots. It's the craziest <laughs> shit I've ever read in a romance novel. I found Parson Brown. Uh-huh. Just I think of that snowman just so... sitting there. The look that must have been on the snowman's <laughs> face <laughs> as he was
0: forced to watch this. <sighs> oh, it's so good, man! It's funny. Wow. I just <clears throat> do you have a lady love? <laughs> My Lady Love is something that will actually bring you so much Christmas joy and faith in humanity. It's so wonderful. It is a little show called Dash and Lily. It centers around Christmas and like there's a grumpy one and there's a sunshine one and they're both misfits in their own ways. And it starts with a bookstore scavenger hunt. And then it turns into this pen pal relationship where they not only get to know each other via the pages of this shared journal, but they also challenge each other to a series of dares to make each other better people. And they don't even know they're doing it. They're just good for each other. Anyway, it is the tastiest little treat. Each episode is only like 30 minutes long. It's got a really lovely diverse cast. It is just good for the soul and everybody needs it. That sounds go.
1: good. I saw that advertised and I wasn't sure if it was going to be maybe bad. So I'm nope. glad that I'm glad that you it seemed a little bit because it was like they were writing in a diary yes. back and forth and it seemed a little bit twee to me. What's Twee? Twee is like when it's like cute for cuteness sake. It's like somebody who wears like like funky clothes and is like, I'm so funky. For funkiness okay, well, sake. Yeah, there is a bit of that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not overwhelming at okay. all. Like I would I would call the movie Juno very Twee. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like Juno, gotcha. but it's it's very like that. You know? It's yes, just like funky you. for funky sake. Totally. Uh my lady love is the podcast and I think maybe also blog. Nope, just podcast. Um Coffee and Quack. That's Q U A Q, which is a podcast about contemporary native life in Alaska. Ooh. The slogan is contemporary native life in urban Alaska, so you know, okay. Anchorage. Um but they yeah. also talk a lot about village life too. It's just a good listen if you're at all interested in that culture or what it looks like right now in Alaska. Oh, that's really awesome. And I feel like there's just there's just a lot of uh, weird stereotypes and misconceptions about what it's yeah. like to be a modern Native American or Native Alaskan as we saw in this book. So I just want to put it out mm-hmm. there. I've listened to a bunch of episodes and they're all really interesting and um, usually illuminating about you know various issues and things. That's really cool. Yeah. Yay. All right, rock on. Well, you can find us all the places.
0: You know where you can find us. Follow us on social media because we do fun shit and you find about th- find out about things early sometimes. And we've got our Patreon, which is super, super fun. That is patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast. We're gonna be uploading another very special Very special
1: Thanksgiving book. Yes. We did a vote on our Facebook group about which ridiculous, um, inspiring Thanksgiving book we should do for Thanksgiving. And this one actually got the most votes. Thanksgiving Groom did not. But DUI lawyer who like fled to the country after winning a case was just too much for me. And I wanted to do it. Yeah, I read the
0: first chapter of Thanksgiving triplets or whatever it is. And it's it's super super similar, at least in premise mm-hmm. and tone, mm-hmm. to Thanksgiving by Janet Ivanovich. So good, you know, good. Oh yeah, it's going to be a raucous good time.
1: But there's a lot of other stuff on the Patreon too. A lot of Tinglers, a a yeah. Tingler, original Tingler from Melody. There's an episode <laughs> we did about figure skating. There's a there's an episode we did about mm-hmm. speech. There's an episode we did about Chris Pine's penis. There's one we did about yeah. Chris Evans' sweater. sweater. And I
0: can't believe we of haven't books. done a Chris Evans penis, you
1: know? <laughs> <laughs> well, but
0: <laughs>
1: but that wasn't an, no, was an invasion of privacy, is what so that can,
0: is. I'm not gonna.
1: It's an invasion.
0: Yes, Chris Pine I willingly showed
1: us it. his member, true. and so we can talk about it. Chris that's Evans true. did not, and so we can't. Uh, talk and
0: I about actually it. didn't willingly look at it. I just I was also scrolling. And it I was sent like, to me um unsolicited by a
1: dear friend wow. of ours
0: wow yeah. you got you got a dick pic I did. From
1: a person who is not the owner of the dick a whatsoever. person who has guested on this podcast several times <laughs> yeah so there's a lot of good and a lot of different books serial killer books that you did yeah. and other um alien books it's and a, it's a great time yeah and I'll send you stickers if you want. So, mm-hmm. you know. you still have time for the HB Reading Embrace, go to heavingbosoms.com, our newly revamped website that looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Natalie. It's gorgeous. And you can find all that stuff there. Yeah. So, keep being a badass. And love yourself as much as you love being married alone in a meadow by a snowman <laughs> with, with a <laughs> tiny Bible. <laughs> like, and being proposed to by somebody just throwing a veil on your head. <laughs> somebody who you're not not even sure you like and are not comfortable being friends with (laughs) you know what love yourself as
0: much as you love someone saying will you marry me and then you reply yes please
1: Please, marry me please please marry me (laughs) oh god Uh, love
0: yourself so much more than that yeah I love
1: you more than that
0: oh (laughs) I love you so much more than that
1: (laughs) alright bye bye
0: hey you yes listener you are you loving the show if so please leave a rating and review in your podcast app the 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show but it makes me super smile over at hbhq Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lila's. Okay, back to the show.